0: Oh, that you nailed. That I did perfect.
1: nail that yeah, one. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Unlike your previous Siakam analysis, apparently. I can't I can't wait to hear you sliding around doing 180s over there.
2: <laughs> I will definitely. Loved him. Was... Loved him from day one. <laughs> you know? I've been calling for this trade for years. <laughs> Go back and listen
1: to the tape. Episode That's... three that was lost in history. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Right. One of the many lost pods yeah. that we have. Colson drunkenly ranting about how Pascal Siakam would be great to pair with Victor Oladipo. The
1: answer, man!
2: Yeah, so, uh, just prepare to, uh. It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so, uh, just prepare Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get yeah. fine.
1: That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune
2: and be okay.
1: Just prepare
2: to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch. And, uh,
0: Welcome Pacers fans. You're listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode emergency pod. Emergency
2: pod! Emergency!
0: <laughs> Coming to you from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, I'm the doctor, Jason Triplett. This show, we're going to talk uh, trade, Pascal Siakam to the Pacers. And that's it. That's our only topic. Something doctor. I've been Joining calling for for years, I think. <laughs> to do this our two of our animals, coast to coast like buttered toast. First, from frigid Asheville, North Carolina. He's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson.
2: What is up, Pacer Nation? This is a big day. This is, uh, um, I don't know, the start of a new era. Very excited to be hanging out with you hey. guys uh, to talk about it. A new era.
0: And from Boise, Idaho out West, braving his way through a blizzard. It's our enforcer, John Harper.
1: What is going on, fellas? Uh, Shout out first to our lovely host, Joey Gafrida. Got to catch up with him earlier this week in a non-podcast form. And Mm. uh, just love you so much, buddy. Hope you're having fun, whatever you're doing. Uh, And uh, anti-shout out to the bartender, Shouldn't we have an mm. emergency pod jingle by now?
2: <laughs> we mm. should. Like, rant, rant, rant. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just I'll loop that. It'll be great. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Well,
0: I think it should be. Uh, I was wondering if we can call it an emergency pod if we do it more than 24 hours after the emergency event happens.
2: Come on. It's, we, like, a, we, it's like a somewhat urgent pod. We all have, we all have lives. It's fine. And we did it before our regularly scheduled program on Sunday. It's like one
0: of those emails in your inbox that has one exclamation point instead of two exclamation points, you know. It's like, yeah, that's just,
1: that's just trash.
0: By the end of the day, yeah. you know. All right, before we start the show, I just want to remind you, you can support us. We are the longest running Pacers podcast by heading over to patreon.com <laughs> slash undebeatables because we got nothing else to do, Colson. <laughs> Uh, and you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month All right, so all Pacers fans already know what the trade is But I'll just recap briefly uh, The Pacers traded Bruce Brown, Jordan Nwora, Two 2024 first-round picks And a uh, conditional 2026 first-round pick uh, To the Toronto Raptors in exchange for Pascal Siakam uh, and the Pacers also get a future second round pick from the Pelicans who slid into this and uh, jettisoned Kyra Lewis to the Raptors so they could get under the luxury tax. Yeah. Uh, Clever little that's move. That's super, super uh, nerdy stuff there. Quiet but, little
1: piece of business, but it got done.
0: Uh, we already know that Colson's a huge, huge Siakam fan. Uh, so I want to start with you, Harper. What, what, what's your initial reaction to the, the trade? 30 plus hours. after.
1: (laughs) Well, my actual initial reaction was, I'll tell you what. So the conversation I was having with Joey last week, we were talking about it and I was like, you know, the trade line just makes me a little bit nervous. You know, Hmm. I felt like there was a good chance that we would take a swing here and, you know, on our last pod, we really couldn't get together on, on the guy that we wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, part of the reason that I was nervous about a trade is just because of how much chemistry that I think this team has. And I really like these guys. But also the second part of it is that, you know, I wasn't very high on Pascal Siakam either. I mean, I wasn't pushing this very hard. And the the primary reason for that was really just because I didn't think that we got him without Benedict Mathern in the deal. Mm. And sure. so my initial surprise was that we were able to trade him for what's going to amount to three mid to late first rounders and some found money in Bruce Brown mm-hmm. and an unrestricted free agent in Jordan Wara. I, I just, for a two-time All-Star playing some pretty good basketball, seemed like a pretty good deal to him.
2: Indeed, it did. Yeah, yeah. Cole I I, I agree with you. I mean, I I think one of the reasons that I was down on Siakam is I didn't want to give anything up for him. Like I, he's a great player. He's a he's a two-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA player. He's an NBA champ. Um, the guy's got value, but I didn't want to give up young guys, and I thought that was going to be the price. Um, you know, we give up two uh, draft picks in this upcoming draft, which is no one likes and they're going to be late Uh,
1: and one's going to be like 28
2: yeah and it potentially Mm -hmm. if we're bad in 2026 this will come back to bite us maybe Um, well we're
1: protected one to four even on that so i mean if things really really fall apart
2: right right. we can
1: tank into our we can take into
2: into, one to four um. I, look, I I really like Bruce Brown. I think he was a, a you know I, I I spent a lot of time on this pod talking about how he was the next thing. He was the David West of this generation. He was going to be a, a guy that came in and gave us championship experience. Um. I think and now he, you're going to
1: say all those things about Pascal Siakam. So I'm wondering if you just don't no, like shiny stuff. No. No. Yeah. No.
2: No. No. I, I I do. I think I think Bruce Brown won some games for us. I think I think he. Um, uh, was a veteran presence I thought he did some really important things For us during the season um, He put up similar numbers to what he put up In, in uh, you know Denver Even though he was coming off the bench in Denver And he was starting with us I I, I appreciated him um, And I wanted to you know Him to be a long term Pacer but we We signed him to a very movable contract If you're trying to get a big deal Player coming back mm-hmm. Um, and, um, this works out really well. Nora was, uh, I'm sorry, Wara. I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't, how, how, do I, I just do a simple in Nora? How do I say it? Nora. You don't, I, you I, don't I,
1: say I, it at all. He's not on your team.
2: <laughs> um, I have Nora idea. <laughs> he, <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, uh, I thought, uh, special last year and I was excited about him. This year we bring him off the bench and he's just been kind of, you know, not been that useful, honestly. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, I really wasn't trying to throw shade at the guy. I I really do like his game and I think he's going to get minutes in Toronto, which I think he will get too. here, even if he stayed. So I look
2: forward, for I look forward to Dora or getting yeah. uh, minutes in, uh, uh, in Toronto and actually showing something. Cause I think he has the ability to do it. Um, the limited minutes we were giving him this season, he was not being able to show it off and maybe that's a rotation issue. Um, but basically, we gave up our best wing defender, I potentially. Is he? I mean, Brown wasn't, you know. I thought we agreed
1: was, Neesmith was that guy.
2: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Um, but basically, what you get is a top defender um, in Siakam um, to replace. I mean, Siakam can play four to five to one, just like Brown can, but he's better at it. It's a strong um, claim. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. Um, we'll see we'll see where we get. I'll to. have to we'll... check
1: on what his one minutes look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jason, how, what were your initial thoughts on this thing?
0: I mean, I think my initial thoughts were along the same as you guys. I mean, I think that you know the sticker shock of three first round draft mm-hmm. picks is kind of what popped out to me. You know, considering you know what we've seen traded for first round draft picks in the last couple of years, right? Like the Kevin Durant was four first round draft picks plus some players. And so if and and we uh, on our slack it was hilarious because we were freaking out about this fake trade that was four first round draft picks, and I didn't like that one at all. And we gave out Buddy Healed in that trade. But um so in comparison to that, this seemed way more reasonable. Yeah. I was like, okay. So great.
1: good PR by the Pacers organization by putting out the fake worst yeah. trade. To make this exactly. look much better by comparison. Good leads. Right. Good leads. Exactly.
0: Leak. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, the thing about the first round draft picks is I still think it's a slight overpay because, you know, those first round draft picks, they're they're gonna be in the twenties, maybe, in the twenty twenty six one you have no idea. But the thing is that they're you have to think about them not so much as where the the pick is gonna be or who that potential player is gonna be, but more as assets. So they are—they are a measure of value, basically, of a of a player. And for me, and I think it was a bit of my naivety. The more that I'm reading about Pascal Siakam, was that I wasn't convinced that Pascal Siakam was a player that could be the second banana on a championship-contending team. You know, I hope that I am proven wrong well, in that. Haven't estimation. you already
2: been? Yeah, did he already won a championship?
1: And he was arguably the second best player on that team.
2: He definitely was. Yeah. I guess I went right back and were, looked at the were, stats because I,
1: mean, I was like, that team was pretty loaded. But that was when a you actually really go good
2: team. And, I'm sorry? That was a really good team.
1: Yeah, it was a loaded team. But when you actually go back and look who played the minutes,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: it was Siakam. And... Yeah, so, I, I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I think... No, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'm not sure he totally ever got right. back there was part of my trepidation, right? Like, he had this sure, incredible sure, sure, sure. year that year, and then... Meh.
0: Well, and I think I get fooled by... There was a great article that you shared, Colson, by Danny Chow, that talked about how his game is very unconventional. Like, he doesn't play like a normal basketball player. And I think that's what throws me off. Mm. It's almost like it seems like his success is by accident mm. in some ways and you know the more i'm reading about him the more you, you are convinced that like you know guys that average 23 7 and 5 over 5 to 6 year spans that's not impressive. an accident in the nba yeah. right like that just doesn't happen people don't just stumble into those kind of numbers right and so i mean i think i think we got obviously a very special guy i mean he's all nba one year and two years. Uh, you know two years so I thought he was a two-time All-Star and one-time All-NBA. No, he's but both. He's, and he's second both. All-Star
1: okay. game is this year, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a coup. And I yeah. think that, you know, it really makes a statement, I think, that this team is, you know, on the verge, right? They really believe in Halliburton, and they are ready to go for it, you know? And I feel like losing Bruce Brown is, is you know, a loss, for sure, but I think that over the first... We're almost halfway through the season, right? And I would say over the first half of the season, I don't know that we've gotten value from Bruce Brown salary-wise, yeah. contract-wise.
1: And basically. hes it's not as if he's an organizational centerpiece. We just found the guy in the offseason, right? And
0: Right, and we're willing and had cap room to just blow other teams out of the water, yeah, basically. 100%. So.
1: And... I'm with you on the initial sticker shock. This trade has grown on me really well, right? Hmm. You know, part of the fear of giving up three draft picks is that you do run into the stepian rule, right? Like, there's a chance that we're going to want to trade some first rounders down the road, and we're not going to be able right. to because you can only trade four in seven years or whatever. We've already flipped three. Right. Um,
0: and actually, we have a fourth that we owe to Milwaukee, I think, or something. Like
2: yeah. Um, But two of them are getting knocked out this year. Like, I mean, on some level, like True. you move out, sure. you can knock out two of those right away. Sure. But
1: like I said, p- part of my thing with Siakam was, that you know, I, I looked at him and he just, he wasn't the same player after Kawhi left. And mm-hmm. he's been very good, no doubt about it. But then I started thinking to myself, well, I mean, of course Kawhi makes the people around him way better, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. that's what Kawhi Leonard does. And we arguably have the most elite guy in the league doing that. So, I mean, there's no reason why he couldn't get back to the, the place where I thought he was at in 2019 with Tyrese Halliburton throwing him the ball. He's well,
2: also in 2019. In a good position. He was like a third year player, right? <laughs> like now, like he's he's in his peak this this time. Like I, I he's shooting 32 percent from the range, which isn't great, but he's shooting. 58% from two-point range, which is elite. Um, he has a herky-jerky style um, getting to the basket um, that apparently is undefendable. Uh, uh, he gets to the line six times a game, which would be the most on the on our team. He can post up. He can actually
0: play in the post. He can play I in the think post. That's, a that's big huge thing, right? for us. Like, we don't have anybody that can do that. Um,
1: He's big. also immediately going to be our best pick and roller with help. Immediately. I mean...
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um Miles Turner's mad about that, but whatever. Yeah, he
1: he can be as mad as he wants. You watch Siakam. <laughs> I
2: hope I hope he shows it. 6 to 7 rebounds a game. He's getting nearly 5 assists a game. He's getting you 22 points. Um and this is on a team that didn't have a true point guard. <laughs> you know, like um yes, he gets better with Halliburton. Um there's a Rick Carlisle quote. This happened before the trade, but um, they were asking him basically before the trade happened and we all kind of knew it was happening, it was coming up. And he said, um, if you come to the Pacers with three great point guards, uh, you're going to have a career year and a life changing experience. Yeah. Um, so he's talking not all about Haliburton, uh, but he's also including Nimhard and, 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 uh. TJ McConnell, but Mm -hmm. like the thing is, we do have a bunch of really gifted point guards to give you the the ball to put in the basket, and we we've shown that. I mean, we're 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 putting up, you know. um, We also play at like the highest pace. Exactly, you're gonna put up great numbers. So this is a very exciting thing for for Siakam. I think he his life is gonna be easier on the Pacers than it was on Toronto Raptors, um, especially when he was the the main guy. Um, ever since Kawhi left.
1: Well, we'd better hope that it's a life-changing experience for him because he's also not a restricted free agent this year.
2: Right. Yeah. And that is
0: is a little bit of risk.
1: That is the Damocles sword that hangs over the whole trade, right? Because as good as this looks right now, if we are unable to sign him at the end of the year, it no looks so good. (laughs) Right. I mean, how scared are you of that, Colson? I mean, how confident are you that our organization has felt this out well enough that we can get this done.
2: So we we, uh, we definitely did a handshake deal. Um, and the handshake deal was either we have a chance to extend him before the end of this season for two years, $81 million. Um, what I assume we promised him was that we will go to the end of this year and then he'll be a free agent and we'll be offering him a five-year, $271 million max contract, which no one in the the rest of the league can offer him because the team that has him can offer him that. Nobody else can offer him more than four years. So my assumption is this was a handshake deal. It said, we're going to offer you the max. Don't worry about it. He's going to spend um, a season with Halliburton just gifting him the ball. Um, there was another nice article about how... Uh, Outside of Kevin Durant, Miles Turner was the person that he wanted to play with most in the NBA, because he really feels like he needs a stretch five in his life. So if you put a guy that he's been searching to to play next to, along with Halliburton, and did you say like, that
1: before or after the trade?
2: Uh, before this was this was the thing before the trade. Two days before the trade. <laughs> yeah, maybe two yeah. days before the trade. <laughs> but hey, you know we'll take it. Um, if you know, good PR uh, guy. Way to go! I I do think that if we're worried about it, we will sign him for the two-year extension before the end of the season, and we'll be we're fine. Force his hand? Like we can't we can't make? Yeah, him he sign. doesn't no, have to no, sign that. No, that's no, not a, we that's not force a team no, I know we, no, we can't force his hand. But if you say, "Hey, look, we'll give you two years, eighty-one million dollars right now," he will say uh, bye-bye. Jason say, is it worth a max contract? The agency and get a four-year contract yeah. for. $270, and, $270, and then we could yeah. still offer him five years, to seventy one. So the thing is, could, I'm not that
0: concerned. I'm so, not. That concerned. Well, so here's the only. So the only concern that I have is this would mean a sea change for the Pacers organization, right? Because if we do the thing where we let him go through June 30th, we still have his bird rights, which means we can sign him, even though it would take us over the luxury tax, mm-hmm. right? And this would be this is something that the Pacers do not do as an organization. Mm -hmm. They don't go over the luxury tax. Mm -hmm. And my hope is that Pritchard and Buchanan and all these guys cleared that part of it with ownership, of which there's been a slate shakeup. You know, it's not just Mel 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 Simon uh, running things now. Yeah, I I want to (laughs) see. the team put their money where their mouth is i mean who knows they're probably rolling in dough right now because we're hosting the all-star game this year so they're probably like yeah sure whatever
1: so uh, well first of all i just is he worth the max contract because let's assume yeah. that that's uh, okay no okay jason
0: <laughs>
1: uh it's or i don't a know near, if he's worth a near max
0: 70 million dollars but i think he's worth 250 million dollars over five years Okay. I don't know why I quibble over that twenty minutes, hey, but that's
1: fine. But you're saying he's worth a near max. Colson, you
2: said sure. no. Well, no, I'm I, what do I think that he his agent worth, disagrees strongly. Well no. Do I think he is one of the top fifteen players in the league that deserve the max? No. But do I think we have to pay the small market fee? Yes. Is he one of the top thirty guys? Yes, well, he's the top or... thirty guy. Okay. And so okay. I will I will accept the, the small market fee and that and that we go forward with um Halliburton Siakam as our core and we still have Miles Turner and a a whole cavalcade of young players that can get better and, and 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 you know potentially step into that role. I think that's a a really strong move by this franchise. Do I think he's worth that? No. Am I willing to pay it? Yes. The nice thing about it would be I think is
0: that we would sign him to a max before the big. Isn't there going to be a big new TV yeah, contract or something years like that, from now, yeah. like in two years mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that? So, a year into that contract, it's going to seem reasonable, like right.
1: And I think uh, I think with Buddy Hield coming off, like we're actually we're okay with committed for next year, not going into luxury, aren't we? Um.
0: Yeah, I think so. But you're going to have to, you know, fill out your roster. Not right? really. Yeah.
2: We've got so many young guys. They're all on young contra, yeah. Yeah, they're all on small contracts. Like Heel comes up and Toppin comes up and those are, you know, if you don't re-sign those guys. And and this is actually Look, I'm really excited about Toppin. I think he still keeps his minutes at the backup four. Um, but it's and By keep crazy. his
1: minutes, you mean half of his current minutes?
2: Yes. <laughs> right. But I think, but I think he, but I, but you know, I think he keeps it over, you know, an Isaiah Jackson or a Walker or whatever. Like I think Toppin's been great for us, um, but I do think this creates a logjam at the four five. Um, Siakam now is committed at that four spot, and Turner's committed at that five spot. Jalen Smith, Isaiah Jackson, Toppin, and Walker are all, you know, on the outside looking in. I think. Topic gets those back up four and Jalen Smith gets the back up five, but Jalen Smith had just been in, in, inserted into the starting lineup um, and was playing well. Um, I think I still yeah, think, I, I mean, I think that's an easy conversation. Well, no, 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 no. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But, but My point is that like,
1: just have Pascal walk by with the ring. I agree. But I
2: think Jairus Walker is the future at four. Holding his all-star, you know, <laughs> award. From his man. And maybe you can get him into that spot in four years, maybe? I don't know. But Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith, Toppin, are these guys going to go to the wayside as we move forward with the franchise over the next couple of years? Um, is, is, you know, something to talk about and think about. Because um, we, we've kind of settled our 4-5 if this is, if we re-sign Sockham, uh, Siakam and And move forward with this.
1: Well, we're going to, for the rest of the, so just to put a stamp on the contract thing, we're not signing him to a contract extension. I I just, that's, his agent is not going to let him do that. And his stock is too high right now. And he's entering his prime. He needs his four year max deal now. And I think he gets it if he shops it. So I just, I don't see the Pacers not paying near max now if they really want to keep him, And I think that's the handshake deal. Yeah. So I agree. Right. I just, you have to be comfortable with paying it. I think the really good news for the Pacers on that is that he's also 29 years old. So we're looking at the sort of 29 to 34 sort of window with the guy, right? Mm -hmm. Halliburton's still very young. This is a good second banana for him. And if at the end of that four years, it's not working anymore, you know, you can let him go or Jason, you're absolutely right. Um, You know, the salary cap in four years is going to be 164 million or something. Um, So there'll be plenty of room to the the contract will certainly look much better by then as well.
0: Sure. All right. So let's talk. uh, So I think we all seem like we're pretty optimistic long term where this is going for the Pacers, assuming Siakam gets resigned. Let's talk immediate term for this season. Does this move bump the Pacers up from that? six seven are we going to separate ourselves from the pack right there's the like there's milwaukee there's boston milwaukee and philadelphia mm-hmm. i would say are sort of in a tier at the top and then there's miami cleveland new york indiana there's one other that i'm forgetting um that are all in a cluster together basically it's at the same record
2: does this jump us out of that i i'm not sure um i i, I think this move was made for that reason um i oh. think it's going to take some time to try to you know get gel and figure out what's going on with lineups i think we're better than um milwaukee already um i don't know if we can catch mm. them in the standings but i would love to play them <laughs> in the playoffs Um,
1: Strong, strong. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We won four out of five games with them. Suck it, Milwaukee. Um, But no, I I, I do feel like um, there's a chance for us to maybe be more consistent than, you know, Orlando that's young. You know, we're a really young team, and we're adding a, a veteran. I'm not sure that this makes us home court advantage, but I think that's why they made this trade. Um, mm-hmm. If we end up in the five six and we play Milwaukee, I still think we're good in the second round. Harper, what do you? Yeah, think? Yeah, this,
1: this makes us this makes way so way better. It? What are you talking? This i even a, a kind of thing. <laughs> like we gave up Bruce Brown for Pascal Siakam. <laughs>
2: That's all yeah, that right. just happened here. We gave up no future, like no none of our good young kids. We you're right. We did. We basically we just for a guy yeah, who we fits really, perfectly we didn't really on our sacrifice team. Sacrifice our future. We just basically bought like a really good player.
1: The only thing that Toronto does really well is run up and down the floor. They're the only team ahead of us in like fast break points. So let's just slam him in with Tyrese Halliburton and see how the guy does. Like we've got to stretch (laughs) five. Like I disagree with your Pollyannishness about how good a defender he is. I will agree with you that he is a versatile and useful defender, a lockdown defender. He is not, but he is going to help us. He will be able to play the style that we play. Carlisle will love having him because he he certainly works hard on the court. And he brings us something that we didn't have, which is an actual second scorer on this team. While I love seeing Miles Turner playing well this season, he is not the weapon that Pascal Siakam has proven himself to be in this league. And that is going to be awesome. I saw a story in The Athletic where they thought that we were going to challenge Boston to Mm. win it. East with this trade, I think wow. that's a little strong. That's a little strong. I think that's a bit strong. I think it's strong, and also Milwaukee is very good. You have to remember that they're just getting used to working Damon into their lineup too, so they're going to be better come playoff time than they are
2: now. And we'll be working in the Pascal uh, this this season as well. I agree, but you know, Philadelphia when you is no joke. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Philly is no joke. Uh, you know, Cavs are good. The Heat Miami are dangerous. It's a good conference. Yeah.
0: I think it's a good conference, yeah. I think New York, after that OG trade, mm-hmm. looks they look a bit like they
2: make a dangerous. ton of sense. Cleveland, if they can ever get healthy, is very good. Yep. Um,
1: but we yeah. are going to be really competitive every night. And, you know, it's a lot easier to integrate a guy when you don't have to worry about defensive assignments and stuff. You know, just go out there and play some mm-hmm. street ball.
2: Well, and <laughs> at I actually, 120 look, miles yep. an hour. Well, right, right, right. No, I mean, I agree <laughs> with this. Like, you know, I, mean, I think... Uh, Jason, you mentioned like you may uh, on the, a previous podcast. you were like, you know, if we trade for someone, they won't be able to keep up with our pace because nobody plays this <laughs> pace. Um, on some level, maybe this is one of the few guys in the league that can do it. Um, he's known for his fast breaks, you know. Um, for sure, I, I, I am interested. I do feel like um, the lineup, uh, the lineup changes become more interesting. Um, so if you have Halliburton, are we going to continue to have Nimhard at the two guard? Um, Neesmith at the three. Uh, Siakam at four and Turner at five. That's pretty solid as far as our ability to defend. That's a pretty good unit. Um, T.J. McConnell, healed, Matherin, Toppin, Jalen Smith as your backup. I definitely got plenty of
1: ponies in the stable. I mean, is it enough to make us a home court advantage team, Jason? Where are you?
0: I think it's going to be between us and the Knicks like for that fourth spot. Okay. Is what I think. And I don't know. I mean, I think that it's going to be difficult. Like the rest of the month of January was going to be super hard. Regardless, we happen to be missing. We're Sunday. already missing kind Halliburton. <laughs> and now we're the, like, we're playing the Kings tonight with like four guys basically or something like that. And then <laughs> hopefully we get Siakam by tomorrow. Right, like we play the Blazers tomorrow. Yeah, Halliburton so, rolled out
1: for the week, incidentally. If
0: right, yeah, and so I think that, like you said, integration—it's going to take time, right? But I think I really think that we could just go on a tear after the All Star break, right? And that will be where we make our our money at some level. So yeah, so the 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 other yeah, the reason we. We're hesitant, I think, about any kind of trade, or at least I was hesitant. My my thing was like, there's nobody you're going to get that's going to make you competitive for a title this season. And I still believe that. I don't think that yeah. Jason Siakam Tatum was us. not on the
1: table for us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think
0: <laughs> Siakam puts us in that title con- conversation. I think there's still, you know... we Now the Clippers somehow are in that conversation. Denver, Ooh. you know... Boston, obviously, Milwaukee, Philly, I would say, right? Minnesota, maybe, you throw into that conversation. I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, it will I think, I like it because long-term, I think yeah, it's we don't, a great move. We don't need to win a championship this year. For
1: what we need Correct. is to make the playoffs, get reps, win a first round, Correct. get some experience, especially for the Matherins of the world, yep. and start building something here, right? We're we're not going to win a championship this year for sure. But can we get the playoff experience that we need to turn this into a seasoned, you know, veteran team that's also average 24 and a half years old or whatever we are. That'd be amazing. I mean, I think we
0: definitely went from borderline play in team. Mm -hmm. Like I could have very easily seen us slipping into the, the top half of the play. For sure. um, To now, I
2: think we're solidly. We just had a six
1: game skid before the schedule got hard. (laughs)
2: Right, yeah. Well, so, no, but I, I, I do think that this is a, a step, right? So, like, like this is a step in contention. We are not mm-hmm. going to contend this year by the C, uh, Siakam trade, but this is a step towards that. If As long as we sign Siakam for a long term, we now have two all-stars. You sign another guy or one of our young guys gets better, and now you're on the list with the best teams in the league. This is very impressive team building right now by our franchise.
1: And the other thing about spending this money on Siakam, this is another thing that the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. The free agent class this year is trash. I mean, unless you think you can get Clay Thompson, which I don't think we can, there's really not anybody out there that we were going to spend the money on anyway. So mm-hmm. that, that makes this even a better pickup, I think for us worth noting that the speaking of steps in the process here. The trade, line has not, trade deadline has not elapsed. Uh, right. That is on February 8th. And the log jam that you discussed at 4-5, I would not be surprised to see people moved around. We've mm-hmm. spoken before about guys on this team who deserve minutes, mm-hmm. and there are guys who will not get minutes here. There could be some win-wins for guys getting into better positions for their career and maybe us getting back some Draft capital, perhaps?
2: Draft capital. Yeah, there's a lot of four yeah. or five guys that we could move for a draft pick or a useful... Well, also,
1: well, our target. geometry makes more sense now. So, Nees- Neesmith is now a three.
2: Oh, yeah, no. I Like I said, I think he's probably the starter. Oh yeah, he just his body got saved so yeah. much. <laughs> he got really excited by this trade, but I mean like, that makes
0: he better take Pascal out to like many dinners. Well,
1: I, I don't think he can. Pascal's the highest paid player on the team now. He's going to have to pay for everybody <laughs> until uh, Halliburton's uh, contract kicks.
0: Yeah, and I want to give a g- kudos to uh, Pritchard and Buchanan and the brain trust uh, as, of the Pacers who have really made a nice recovery from an. An absolutely fireable offense uh, <laughs> in the hiring of Nate Bjorkgren. That was bad. And, uh, yeah. That was real have, bad. Have since recovered quite really well and have this team on a really nice uh, trajectory. So, and also to, to Halliburton
1: for you know if, if we made this trade is because we b- believe that we can sign Siakam and if we can sign Siakam with all the interest out there for him, part of that is Tyrese. So
2: right for sure, and
1: well, that's huge for us.
2: I, and I, and I'm, I'm not saying that we didn't do this trade uh, for Matherin, but, like, this definitely helps him, right? Like, the Bruce Brown being gone gives him a chance to either tackle that, that uh, starter two or three. Um, I, I think there was a little bit of a log jam um, uh, when we brought in Bruce Brown for, for, you know, a sophomore year guy in Matherin. You know, moving forward, I think the team makes more sense with Siakam at a 4, and maybe Matherin being able to fill in at a 2 or 3. For sure. And, I mean,
0: you know, what they've been doing with Matherin lately is kind of like the Manu Ginobili-esque thing. I mean, he's not obviously the same player, but in the sense that he comes off the bench, but he closes games. And he's in. He plays crunch time and, like... uh, That's
1: what we did last year.
0: Makes good plays, right? So...
1: And, mm. and 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 while it might have cleared some minutes for Matherin in space, you just added Neesmith to the three log jam.
2: Yeah, you did. So. But I, I think that's going to be great for us. I mean, he's just played so hard. I mean, what a what a, uh, wonderful story about this kid who was just buried on the bench in Boston and we picked him up off the trash heap. And um, he just plays so hard and has been probably our most consistent player outside of our stars, you know. And Halliburton and Turner. Yeah. All right. Well, um, any last thoughts before I wrap this up? I'm excited. Let's go. Let's go get uh, home court advantage. Let's uh, let win a first round and then beat Milwaukee in the second. Hey, look. Let's let's get to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's time. I'm ready. It's been too long. It's it's been too long. I'm
0: happy with a first round series that we don't get swept in
2: right it's just been oh, we haven't won a first round series in <laughs> been a 10 decade, years basically
1: yeah
0: i don't even know if we won a first round game in no years. that's not true we were to seven
2: game <laughs> series. Uh it's it's
1: been a few years since we fielded two all-stars on the same team yeah i'm
2: excited i'm excited this is great this is great news we should be more excited i think we're quite excited. yeah
1: no I'm, I'm i'm very excited this is Uh, I mean, the hole on our team was (laughs) the hole on our team was an All Star four, and we plugged it with an All Star four, and we traded a guy that we got in free agency last year
2: for money we had in cap space and whatever. Who cares? And someone else. The the
0: biggest loss here is Jordan Aurora, mostly because uh, he makes Jill laugh because of the way he runs. She's like, (laughs) he doesn't look like a basketball. Big floppy hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I won't get those jokes, except for when we play Toronto. Which I think we do three times. I think the rest of the year. So,
1: and just to just spare a quick thought for Toronto, who have rebuilt their team here, they need to tank fast. They have their draft pick this year, but it's only controlled if it's one to six. Hmm. Hmm. So they got to get to the bottom fast. So War should get lots of minutes. (laughs) Let's start War.
0: (laughs) Start War at point. Yeah. Point War. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right we'll be back with you guys uh on sunday to talk about actual pacers basketball action um until then we want to thank you for listening you can find us uh on twitter we're at undebeatables. uh we are on facebook.com slash the Undebeatables. you could email us shout out at the uh, we have a website, uh with a contact form on it, because uh, we're like a major business, you know. So, um, and then uh, while you're on that website, you could hop over to the store page, because, like I said, we're a major business, and buy yourself a t-shirt.
2: Here's to like the most important thing that's happened in this team since we got Halliburton for like a year and a half. Like this is a big deal. Um, for our once and always Hall of Fame mascot Boomer <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Bobby Seagland, turn out the lights. The party's over. Nice. Since you guys haven't, there's like a fucking 20 minute Boomer conversation with me and Joey. <laughs> On the last episode, it's it's ridiculous. Is he in the mascot hall of fame? Yes, he is. Really? Yeah. We discovered that. We 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 talked a long time about retiring Boomer, and it was it was was basically twenty minutes of the pod. So I was trying to make it work, but it didn't quite. I haven't 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 ironed out the uh, the creases yet.
1: I thought you were gonna give the outro to me in the style of Boomer and just go silent for like twenty seconds. Yeah.
2: I kind of did that, because I got panicked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.